Big Fluff. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or dog house in that area. Checkpoints go up in 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Lauren Lapkus. You're listening to Hobo Radio. Enjoy it, baby. And now, here's Joel and Lars. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, sort of, <laughs> but a safe distance away, is uh, Lars Periwinkle. How's Hello. it going? Dude, don't touch me. We were on uh, this social distancing thing for a few years now. Like we, we could not be further away recording this show. No, we couldn't be further away from each other and still in America. Yeah, that's, that's true. For sure. So yeah, so we we got this down. Like we're we're both in our uh, you know isolated chambers. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a well documented fact that you and I don't care for each other's company all that. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we do it for you, the fans. Yeah. You demand it. We <laughs> fucking hate each other. And totally. Have. I'll get a call. I'll get a call from you off hours. I'm like, why the fuck are you calling me? Yeah. Man? Jesus. But you know what? I I do like look. Um, one of the goals I've had for this show, and it, it's kind of been the thing that comes up a lot, is uh, that you know we're not always prepared. A lot of this is uh, you know fly by the seat of your pants uh, podcasting. Uh-huh. But I really in the like the past few months I've buckled down and I actually came up with some topics. I, I did this like back in February. I. I wrote down this. I started one. I want to plan every show. So I actually okay. have a meticulous outline for oh, right all the on. things that we should talk about right for this on. week's show. And see, this is this is a good example. Um, I uh, for the people listening, I was not invited to this meeting. Yeah. yeah. So but, we're going to learn about this together. Right? We're going to learn about a show that I'm a fucking part of together. Yeah. But here we go. This is this is this is months of work right here. I uh-huh. looked at this week on the calendar. And so, got the paper here. All right. That is for real. That's a hard copy. Yeah. So, topic number one. Let's get into mm-hmm. it. March uh-huh. Madness. Who you got? Oh, yeah. Um, I really should have been in this meeting. Fuck. But I'm going to go... No, you know... Um, oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Look, I'm looking... You know... Hold on. We'll go yeah. to the next one, because obviously that guy can't... Yes, look, I'm yes-ending over here. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying my best. I really should have been in this meeting. Man. I know. We... <laughs> It was a weird meeting by myself, you know. It was yeah. just like I was just bouncing stuff off of Jolene. And <laughs> Your lick- fucking dog? Yeah, she was just licking my nose. So I thought that meant okay, it was right good. Right. That okay. probably means it's good. Okay, but here, next one. You ready? Yep. Next one. 
did you see that new James Bond movie? Oh, um, here's, <clears throat> yeah, okay, yeah, here's my opinions on it. <laughs> Even though it didn't come out in theaters and I did not see it, I think it's too long. Yeah. Uh, okay. This bit is working really oh, well. So let's go I to number three. You okay. know what? I had yeah. a question for you about <laughs> the James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Um, who the fuck is Billie Eilish and why do I hear her name every third sentence? Uh, you mispronounced it. It's Billy Idol. And he wrote, oh, he wrote White oh, Wedding. That's right. That was a good song. Yeah. So he's, it's his resurgence. Okay. Right on, right on. Yeah, right. Welcome back, Billy. I know. I'm really excited. It's a nice day. <laughs> To start again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because he went away and we were all like, more, more, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> all right. Well, should we just wrap up? This bit's working really well. So you want to you wanna go to number three? <laughs> oh, it's a bit. Shit. Yeah. Okay. But no, number three. Let's close it out. Rule of threes, baby. All right. So this is... <laughs> I don't know why I turned into like <laughs> I turned into a late night talk show host. So the you number did, three, oh man, look at you flick that pencil around, Jesus. Uh, number three item of the thing I wrote a long time ago. Uh-huh. Uh Touching. We should do more of it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be kidding me. Look, what I'm getting at is uh, my brain is slowly dying. So yeah. <laughs> Touching, we should do more of it. You hate touching. <laughs> no, I do. Look, I'm going to be honest with everyone. It's a, this time that we live in is very scary. Um, it it seems bad, but objectively, it's kind of like aligning with a lot of my interests. Uh, oh, you, yeah, sure. You don't have to go out in public. Right. Um, mm-hmm. What they're encouraging people to do is just watch a lot of movies and television. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> order in yeah. like we're gonna keep these restaurants open so you can just get takeout yeah get takeout that's, that's kind of your jam it's even uh i mean i i like sports to a degree but it's kind of funny that like they just canceled all the sports like that's yeah yeah, yeah. and um and professional wrestling has become ridiculous dude oh do you want to talk about pro wrestling pro wrestling because look we <laughs> We talk about Vince McMahon a lot on this show because he is mm-hmm. a fascinating motherfucker. He's uh, very fascinating. But they are still just doing it. They're still yeah. doing weekly shows. I mean, I don't know what mm-hmm. I thought they'd do. They don't stop. You know, I don't yeah. like I actually think that would be a sign of the apocalypse. It was straight up like if we just woke up one day and Vince McMahon was like, look, I, I'm not going to air Monday Night Raw this week. Like that's never yeah, happened. No, straight up. Yeah. If, yeah. If wrestling stopped or the Waffle House closed, we're in big, big trouble. That's a that Venn diagram of people that would be affected by that is just yeah. dead in the center. <laughs> It's one circle. It's just a circle. <laughs> uh, no, but like, yeah, for those of you who don't follow, because again, like all of the professional sports uh, just canceled. Uh, like, you know, yeah. I think basketball was first and then hockey, like, you know, baseball's yeah. already like, they're like, nope. Uh, yeah. Football hasn't said, I don't think, but like, you know, it's not looking good <laughs> at this point. They just like not not 10 minutes ago. Um, they canceled the Olympics. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up um, because I did want to talk about that. Uh, I know we're not a news show, but I did just want to read this blurb to update everyone since you brought it up. Sure. Um, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics will be postponed, likely to 2021, 
veteran IOC member Dick Pound says. Who who was the representative there? Dick Pound. The representative from the International Olympic Committee. What was his name? Uh, it's Dick Pound. Yeah, it is. Yeah, see, so where they were trying to figure out if they were going to uh, prolong things. So they went mm-hmm. to Dick Pound. Uh, That's great. Well, I understand was slammed. Here's what happened is Richard Pound got to high school and said, oh, why haven't I been doing this all along? <laughs> Good uh, Lord. The but Dick yeah. Pound. Yeah, uh, so, uh, so follow Dick Pound for all your Olympic updates. <laughs> uh, yeah, but back on topic, though. Uh, so oh, every yeah. all the other sports canceled, uh, and rightfully so, you know, I mean... Look, what we know about the coronavirus is uh, the, or COVID-19, whichever, what, which one are we going with? COVID-19 is like the... Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what we know is that like, it's not airborne, but it's, it's you trans, transfer it to other people through like contact, through like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, fluids, not to be gross, but you know, like if you cough on someone's face or something, you know, that's mm-hmm. bad. But, like, it's that. It's, like, touching. That's why they're saying, like, wash your hands. So, like, contact, person-to-person contact yeah, yeah, is what yeah, we're yeah. trying to avoid. That's the social distancing thing. That's, like, stay six feet apart. So, sports, it makes sense. It's a bunch of people in closed quarters <laughs> touching each other. That's uh-huh. what sports uh-huh. are. Uh, so, they all canceled. Wrestling, though. <laughs> yeah. No. They're just... They're, so, what they're doing, if you're not following, is they're just down at the... Because that's the other... The crazy thing is, like, the model of pro wrestling is that they just travel always. Like they're constantly yeah. in arenas. Always in motion. Yeah, yeah. Always in arenas, just full of people. Like they're the worst in terms of like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to contain a contagion, like mm-hmm. it's a big traveling group of people, like of hundreds of people that are mm-hmm. uh, all these moving parts that go from city to city. <laughs> so like if they got sick and then they just drove around the country, <laughs> right? Uh, it's not good, but uh, so what they're doing is now they're planted in their performance center, which I think is in Florida, because, of course. Uh, okay. But so they're just doing there with like an empty arena. So there's no crowd and it's a limited crew, but they're just still doing the shows. They're just doing their weekly shows to empty arenas. I did see Steve Austin was on the one that was on, uh, guess when, March 16th. You know. Yeah, of course. Of course, 316, baby. But he did a uh, give me a hell yeah to the empty <laughs> uh-huh. crowd. Yeah. But uh, but they're still doing the shows. Uh, like, they're going to keep doing them. WrestleMania is coming up. Uh, they're still going to do it. Uh, yeah. The rumor, the rumor is... I love it. I love it when Steve Austin <clears throat> starts... Well, I guess anyone, but Steve Austin was talking specifically in the ringside announcer going, what? Yeah. And then he would say something else. What? <laughs> it's the most irritating thing that has come from professional wrestling well, it's in great the history it's, of the organization. Well, it's a bit from like 20 years ago that like just caught on and like didn't mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just infected. Yep. Like, I rem- well, yeah, remember, um, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, uh, but there's a really great story of when... Um, uh, they were Darren Aronofsky was filming the final scene in the movie, the wrestler. 
and um, they had a you know you know um, Randy the protagonist played by um, uh, Mickey Rourke was uh, come out of retirement. He's performing in a ring, so they had a you know a wrestling ring and a full. Um, audience of people watching and um, they kind of told everyone they set up the scene here's what's going to happen here's what we need you to do cool they start filming and every time um, uh, Mickey Rourke's character speaks they would say what (laughs) (laughs) because wrestling fans yeah and so um, cut well we obviously can't use that you assholes and um, Mickey Rourke gets on the microphone and says, you know, this is this is what's happening in the story. This is my character's feeling. And um, this is kind of, you know, this is a framework of, like, wrestlers that you love that have gone by the wayside. It's kind of a characterization of all of them. And he's down on his luck. And now it's this big comeback. And, and here's what's going to happen at the climax. And it's really important um, to us for you guys to be part of the scene, to be actors. Cause we're trying to, we're trying to pay tribute to these, these wrestlers of bygone that maybe didn't come out so well on the other end. And not only did they, um, you know, straighten up and, and perform in the scene with him, but after he, he gave that little pep talk, they started chanting, we fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> By the way, that that movie too uh, is a perfect encapsulation of Vince McMahon's personality and worldview. In that, when they're making it, he was very upset because obviously it's a movie that, uh, well, I found to be an actual like love letter to pro wrestling. And I, I've watched wrestling yeah. my whole life. I love it. I love that movie. I think it's great. I think it really. Ca- I think there's some parts of it that are like a little ridiculous. Of just like. The scene where they're just all in a locker room. And they're like, who wants some drugs? Anybody wants yeah, some drugs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I think there's some parts of it that I was like, oh, okay, this seems a little. But w- overall, I think his character and what it was talking about uh, was both very specific to wrestling, but also this universal theme of just like anyone who is sort of watching their time in the spotlight fade away. And I, I think it's brilliant. But, uh, you know, Vince McMahon didn't like that it painted wrestling negatively and he hated the movie. And uh, really, until w- until it was well received mm-hmm. and uh, considered like you know an award season darling, then all of a sudden Vince McMahon loved the movie and invited Mickey Rourke to Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. Are you telling me that I can I can squeeze a dime out of this thing? <laughs> yeah. Best thing ever. Yeah, you're no. not fun. <laughs> But no, it is interesting. Uh, there's actually rumors uh, flying around that they're actually just basically sequestered in their performance center, just filming weeks worth of content, including WrestleMania, that they're actually pre-taping it because they're okay. worried uh, that the window is going to close. So, like, yeah. you know, which I'm excited for just for the idea of, like, you know, what's April's Monday Night Raw is going to look like when you filmed them all. Yeah, straight over. up. <laughs> like, I'm super excited for when they just get punchy and they're just like yeah, everyone's. No, and when that happens, look, Vince McMahon doesn't need my advice because say what you will about the man, he's a genius. Yeah. Um, but I say when it gets to that point, could you please let him curse? Yeah. Because we'll be able to hear him and it's going to be hilarious. Just, <laughs> ow, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That fucking hurt, dickhead. I want to hear that. I just want them all to be exhausted. 
like just like that it's hour 34 in a row of just yeah. filming because they that's the insane thing that I, if you don't follow wrestling i think the thing that people don't realize is like it's i mean monday night raw jesus i think it's three hours at this point and smackdown's no like two so you're talking Fuck. about like five hours of <sighs> live content you know straight up and like they they still they um you know they obviously still have advertising and breaks but i can tell you like even even on a regular monday night raw it's the commercials are few and far between they don't oh, have yeah. like these 5 minute commercial breaks no it's that's a lot of content yeah <laughs> like so yeah i i don't know what they're going to do and i don't know you know they tend to like they they write things on the fly a lot too you know like so i can't mm. imagine you know, like WrestleMania, they kind of they know what that show is going to be and they have it planned out in terms of like the the event and, and they're leading the storylines to that. But like, I can't imagine that they have really wide sweep. Like th there's not oh, a cork board somewhere with a bunch of note cards that are, like they're not yeah. David Simon. Like they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't have june's raws planned out right 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 again yeah, they've all they're a little better than what um wcw was for sure like like scrambling what the fuck are we gonna do tonight no yeah wcw was a cocktail <clears throat> napkin that was being changed right. during the show so and I, that cocktail <laughs> napkin always said sting interrupts the belt match <laughs> yeah uh what if everyone's in the nwo and they all come out <laughs> Shit, we put everyone in the NWO. Someone needs to break off. Something about a wolf pack. Do that. <laughs> it just said swerve with like four underlines. <laughs> All the cocktail napkin have. And then you would just slam it on the table and be like, time for a swerve. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they're a little better than that. But you're right. I, I'm interested. I haven't. Uh, I haven't been watching. Has it happened yet that there's a germaphobe character and oh a doesn't, doesn't wash his hands character? Or... I, you know that's genius. I, I <laughs> that's what they should do. There should be a guy who's oh my god, think about it. They're like a really shitty wrestler who can't win any matches, but what they start doing is just coughing at people. Yes, and so but I, that's which is kind of clever. It's like a it that's a that's a one joke character. But what's actually going to happen because we're talking about Vince McMahon is no one will wrestle with the Asian people. That's oh, going to be the plot coming. Yeah. Up. Ugh. No, but I want to go back to the happy place of yeah. Look, I wrestling is problematic as fuck. I mean, it's yeah, no, it's not always good. has been, always, always has will been. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, unfortunately, that's built in. Uh, it, it's gotten better only because <clears throat> it, it couldn't have gotten worse. Like, it's yeah. I was about to say because Vince doesn't want to lose money, but yes, because it couldn't have gotten worse. Well, and because wrestling got more international, just by availability like he now has mm -hmm. fans in other countries so you have to offer up some characters that are <laughs> yeah, you know a little maybe a, maybe a little more of a fair representation but it's still not great uh but no like i don't know i sorry i still like i do love the idea of i'm just imagining like someone who just yeah they're just gross and they just cough and like they went yeah. all their matches by count out but then like it builds to WrestleMania where someone in a hazmat suit wrestles. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Oh my God. That's and so fucked up. Plus, it's so wrestling because, like, then uh, you, you could reveal who that is. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Who will it be? I, I was about to name someone old school, but I I don't know if they're alive or not. I don't know. I was gonna say Al Snow. He seems like a guy Al Snow, yeah, would be yeah. fair of touching. Still <laughs> What does everybody want? <laughs> Masks. What does everybody need? Oh my god. Latex gloves. <laughs> I don't. Is he alive? Is Al Snow alive? As far as I know, that's always okay. a dangerous game to play with wrestlers. But I believe right, that Al right. Snow uh, is alive. This kind of leads to what well, actually. This is really what I do want to talk about. Thank you all of you. It's a testament to our audience if they made it this far and aren't wrestling fans because then they're just really bored and they're like, eh, okay, yeah. I might as well. But here's uh, the thing, man. I can guarantee they're really bored. Mm-hmm. It's we, our, can do, we can say whatever the fuck ever. <laughs> we'll be like, I don't know. I'm just trying to kill this hour. Uh, but I want to transition by saying, I don't know if you ever knew this, and I for sure don't think we ever talked about this on the show, but fun mm. fact of, uh, so The Fugitive, uh, the first television show, and then okay. uh, the movie, I, I rewatched it the other day, which is fantastic, and that's what I actually the, want to talk the, about. But Oh, the movie. Yeah. But... Okay. Uh, not the show, but no, the movie with Harrison Ford. It's on Hulu if you mm -hmm. have it. But uh, that's what I want to talk about. But this is the transition, so stick with me here. Of um, yep. I don't know if you ever knew this, but so Dr. Richard Kimball, the character, is actually based, like loosely, very loosely based on a real case from the 1950s. Uh, and the real person that inspired the character was actually named Sam Shepard, uh, coincidentally, not okay. the other Sam Shepard. But, right. uh, and he invented the mandible claw <laughs> that uh, is the finishing move that Mick Foley uses. Get the fuck out of here. Which is, the thing is, it actually works. So if you don't know uh, Mick Foley, his finishing move is the mandible claw. You take two fingers and you shove them in someone's mouth and you push down on their jaw. And right. it actually is real in that, like real i mean like you could actually do that to someone they can't bite down on your fingers if you do that uh -huh. if you put the pressure right. so right. this guy like who actually had some sort of medical background like really came up with that as a thing in real life and then mick foley knew about it because he's a eclectic like bizarre motherfucker who like somehow <laughs> uh became aware of uh that move Get the hell out of here. Now, if you if you do that will someone will it knock them out or you that's just a way to subdue someone i think it subdues maybe? them like i think you can legit like <clears throat> yeah it, it'll, i don't know if it'll knock them out but like it will yeah calm them okay. oh know? yeah that's right it won't knock them out unless you have a sock on your hand well sure. so here's i'm gonna put a bow on all of this you didn't think i could do this D okay did you know that uh mr Sacco? was actually the idea of Al Snow. That makes total sense. Yeah, it was Al Snow's recommendation that uh, he do Mr. Sacco, which then caught on, and then, yeah, he started putting the sock on his hand when he did the mandible claw. Uh, yep. But that dovetails to the fact that uh, Al Snow's biggest thing was uh, that he would carry a mannequin head around. Yeah, he was, he was in love with a mannequin head. But that actually came from Mick Foley. So they actually no inspired shit. each other's uh, most famous thing. So yes. that's all in Mick Foley. And, I, and book. I guess, oh, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Sacco, before Mick Foley would take his hand and shove it in someone's mouth, he would first cover it with a sock that he had produced from his groin. Mm hmm. 
yeah, but, inside of his pants, and then he would stick it in their mouth. Which sounds weird, but let me ground it a little bit by explaining to you the origin of Mr. Sacco. So, see, I was to be fair. Listen, guys, I was trying to explain it to you because I was trying to save you from this long-winded explanation. But we're going to hear it anyway, and actually, I'm kind of interested, so I'm not going to stop him. Look, so Vince McMahon uh, was uh-huh. feuding with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, and he was in a hospital because his leg had been injured. And so we, of course, because it's wrestling, there's just a camera in the hospital that Vince mm-hmm. is in. And at this point, Mick Foley was sucking up to Vince and trying to like endear himself to him. So he showed up at the hospital with balloons and with he took his sock off and turned it into a sock puppet named Mr. Sacco, which he was then biting <laughs> like mm-hmm. Vince McMahon's <laughs> broken leg. Look, it's. If you really are That's bored, great. even That's if you really don't great. care about wrestling, just search for that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just want to say that all of this ended with he kicks Mick Foley out and then Vince is alone in his hospital room and he's upset and he calls out to a doctor who has his back to the camera, whose surprise is Stone Cold Steve Austin, who then beats uh-huh. him with a bedpan. <laughs> because look wrestling contains multitudes <laughs> anyway uh all of that to say uh so i watched the fugitive watch the fugitive which was fucking this great man and that's actually that, that is where i wanted to transition because i i'm curious what you've been watching uh i don't know i think you were saying that you still are going to work i uh have been home for over a week at this point uh Mm -hmm. so i've had a lot of time on my hand to watch things but i i like i don't know where you're at on the fugitive like that is a movie that came out when we were young i remember seeing Mm -hmm. in the theater i remember really liking it and i remember that it came on hbo all the time and we had hbo growing up and i i've probably watched that movie like uh you know hundreds of times oh wow but then not in decades i I genuinely i can't remember the last time i had watched it before this past week yeah i don't remember the last time i watched it either i i I saw it in the theater and then dad bought it so we watched it at home every once in a while but i don't i don't it's been a minute yeah it has been a minute it's good though it holds up pretty well i will say uh tommy lee jones character and this probably speaks to me and we don't need to get political like I feel like he aged okay, but there's some stuff where I'm like, you're like cranky, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Marshall who like doesn't seem to care a lot about human rights and huh. uh, just like people. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, is a little too trigger happy. Yeah. A uh, bit, a feel- bit. Well, I mean, yeah, movies in general in the 90s and 80s and 70s <laughs> all trigger happy just kill them like yeah. if you didn't at the if you don't kill the antagonist well, then why are you even telling me this story why well, do like look there's a scene uh in the fugitive with spoilers from a movie from the 1990s if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet but uh in addition to richard kemble who is the 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 titular fugitive there's one of the mm-hmm. other guys that's on the bus escapes and they track that guy down to mm-hmm. his house and he is a uh He's a black guy who's like living mm. with his uh, wife or significant other, and they storm the house. And he wrestles a gun away from one of the marshals and has that gun pointed to the marshal's head. And Tommy Lee Jones shoots him, which mm-hmm. okay, uh, 
sure. But when his wife is sobbing and upset that she just watched uh, mm. her her husband die, Tommy Lee Jones points at her and says, shut up. And I was like, ugh. That's like, rough. Like, that is the, rough. <laughs> like, that's, ugh. It just, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Hey, one of his subordinates that he orders around would would that would one of them be Joey Pants? Oh, it is for sure Joey Pants. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. It's it's coming back to me now. There are shadows of that movie that still hit me every once in a while. I actually have. Um, this sounds so stupid, but it's the truth. When I make a scrambled egg sandwich, I think of Richard Kimball in that movie because he makes a scrambled egg sandwich from. The breakfast that they serve that oh, man yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. Before he, before, you know, before Richard Kimball gives himself a perfect haircut and shave on the fly with a disposable razor and medical scissors I, in yeah. the bathroom. I do wonder about because his beard is, he's got a thick beard. Yeah. And yeah, it's, he, it's up there. I also, it's just, there are no hairs in that sink. Like where, uh-huh. where is he putting the, the remnants of, also, it's the funniest thing in the world to me. Uh, that clearly there was a meaning because like you have a beard you shave the beard uh makes total sense but like granted i mean harrison ford has been on our our screens for you know our, our entire lives we all know what his face mm-hmm. looks like but like he's a very recognizable person i feel like even if he wasn't an actor you'd be like that carpenter is fucking handsome like <laughs> <laughs> but like he just cuts his beard and then like trims his hair a little bit like I don't know, man, like shave your head or do something like it seems like there was clearly a meeting where like they're like, well, he has to like change his appearance. And then like network execs were like, yeah, but not too much. Not too right? much. He's, he's going to look like Harrison Ford, right? Like he's going to be handsome. What the fuck are we doing? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, by the way, the, I think the nicest thing that stood out to me about that movie that feels different now is I like that. You know, I kind of miss the days when action movies just had, like, middle-aged guys who just look like middle-aged guys fighting each other. As Like, that's what... Because, like, there is no one in the... Like, Tommy Lee Jones is chasing Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. And, like, Harrison Ford at that point... I don't know, how is he in his 40s? I don't even know how old he is when, like, you know... Yeah, he's going to have to be at least 40. So, like, it's a man in his 40s with, like, a man who's, I'm going to guess, Tommy Lee Jones age, 100. Uh, Like, just, they're having, like, foot races. Like, they're he's running down steps Mm -hmm. and Tommy Lee Jones is, like, running after him. Like, I kind of miss that. Like, everyone's so, like, now movies now, they all have to be people in their 20s who are, like, super jacked. And, like, fucking Camille Nanjiani gets buff for movies now like <laughs> i miss the days when it was just i don't know guys who look like your dad just fighting yeah straight up straight up <laughs> because you know now n- now you see two guys and they're <clears throat> and they're cut up and you're fighting they're fighting each other and like you're like holy shit these guys are badass look at them but who's gonna win this fight and then back in the day when you were watching these movies when there were regular guys, you were thinking, holy shit, who's going to win this fight? 
But yeah. now, but now you go back and watch the movies and you're more thinking, oh, be careful, buddy. <laughs> oh, be careful. You yeah. know, you don't, you're, you are not in good shape, sir. No, it's not running. One of you. No. Take it easy. I don't know, Richard, should you really be sleeping outside? I don't think your back can handle that. <laughs> right, exactly. Someone get Tommy a hat because he's bald and he's going to catch cold. <laughs> Uh yeah. No, it, it's really funny too cuz like RoboCop is one that stands out too. The you know the villain in RoboCop is Kirkwood Smith. Kirkwood Smith and, and he he's was a, terrifying. He's a badass in that movie. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and it, even like, you know, fucking RoboCop before he's RoboCop, like he's in decent shape, but he's, he's And if you if you don't recognize that name, he was the dad on that 70s show. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Red Foreman. Yeah. Is Kirkwood Smith. Yeah. He's he's yeah. the leader of a gang in RoboCop. Yep. Oh, I should say if you're a dumbass, that's <laughs> that's who he is. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> I so have you been binging anything? Have you had time to to watch? Oh. Um, yeah. first of all, yes, I have had the time. Um, also you, I've been going back and forth between new things and, um, new things and like comfort food, sure. doing, you know, um, but I've been catching up on our, on our new movies. So, um, I watched Jojo rabbit or watch parasite. And then because of that, it inspired me to go back and watch, like, I'm not going to watch the full catalog, but to go back and watch, um, watch movies that have been made by, um, Taika Waititi and, um, and, uh, Bong Joon-ho, because I remember any movie I've ever seen of theirs, I've, I have enjoyed. So I go and rewatch those because it's, it's been a minute. I, they're not, they're not that easy to find. Unfortunately, I was going to say, I've, I've actually been trying to find is I think it's called memories of murder. That's like the one that everyone yeah. says, uh, yeah. is, is like his movie that he made, uh, Bong Joon-ho. I realized you talked yep. about two people, yep. but not Taika Waititi, but, uh, right. uh, it's like the movie that he made in South Korea before, uh, his more known to American audiences. Oh, stuff. Okay. But everyone says it's like, the one to watch that was like his early okay. movie that it like I guess if you like Parasite that it's the most like that I guess okay fair uh, enough. but you can't find it anywhere I've been trying to find it I don't know but uh but yeah I it, like I'm with you on that I still haven't watched I feel really bad I Hunt for the Wilder People is a movie that I've had on my list forever to watch oh watch it watch yeah, it no watch I know it. I know I'm gonna what love I, it what I love about that and I think it is really um. I think it speaks a lot to how how Taika Waititi makes movies is that the, the Hunt for the Wilder People is a really familiar story like on paper beat by beat like you look at the the um uh the storyline of that movie and it's so familiar and kind of like Familiar to the point where it's not even derivative. It's just this is a story we tell every once in a while. This is really familiar, but told in such an interesting way and with such interesting characters. It, like it's it's really it's it's so good. It's so easy to watch. It's so much fun and has so much heart. Yeah, and um and of course the music is incredible. Every time I watch one of the movies, I'm like, God damn it! Now I need to buy all these things to make this soundtrack <laughs> i did i started listening to the like german versions of pop songs that he uses yeah. in jojo rabbit like i put that on my yep. spotify and they come up sometimes and it really amuses Ugh. me but they're really yeah, good. So good uh they are really good no that yeah no taiko atiti is amazing uh and yeah those are both he, good calls he, i can say 
I can say of him, and granted, we're not early in his career, but we're early in knowing it. I mean, he's only been on my radar since Flight of the Concords, basically. Yeah. And I think the oldest thing of his that I've watched is probably Eagle versus Shark. But um, he, for me anyways, the man has not missed. He has not no. had a miss. Not not even a near miss. Just no. you. I, there's something about your taste and my taste that align and I'm down with what are we doing next? Let's go. Well, he also, and I've seen people say this of like, he's really good at sort of deconstructing things and, and mm-hmm. looking at them in a completely different way. And I think that's why Thor Ragnarok really is one of the best, if not the best, just like standalone yeah, Marvel movie. Sure. Cause it's like, right. he kind of just strips everything away of like, mm-hmm. Thor's not about the hammer. Thor's not about the mythology. Thor's about mm-hmm. Thor. <laughs> and, like, yeah. what if it's a whole movie where he has to rediscover himself in a new place? And that's fucking brilliant. And it works. And it's, like, really uplifting and, like, really interesting. And, like... Uh, yeah, and that's when that's when the Hulk turned into a character because he looked at it and said, "Well, yeah. this is a silly character. Like, yeah. It's just it's just silly that he exists and yeah. he does the things that he does. So why isn't he acting silly?" Yeah. Also, yeah, like the thing that you guys have all not really explored is like you always look at the Hulk as like a Deus Ex Machina to basically either wreck shit or save shit. Right. What if he just was the Hulk for a while? What if the Hulk yeah. just hung out and was a dick? He'd be a <laughs> frat boy like asshole. Right. <laughs> and what if he was just that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he has a really unique perspective on things, and I, I think yeah. he he understands in every project he understands his vision so well yeah. that he's able to not only to commit it to paper but to get an entire cast and crew to go on that ride with him well, of just get, this is we're so focused this is what we're going to do and he accomplishes it when get like jojo rabbit should not work that pitch is insane work, it shouldn't work and granted i'm looking at it with fresh eyes because i watched it yesterday or the day before but on paper it does not work no i, I can't imagine I can't pitching even... that like i love taiko atiti if i was an exec and my job was on the line as to whether or not to green light that i don't know if i could pull that trigger of like yeah i trust you enough to make a movie where you're a charming like hitler uh-huh. Yeah. What if you're Hitler, but you're funny and kind of likable in a weird way? Yeah, until yeah, yeah. So the you, end. Have, you have a character in here who's Hitler, but he's goofy as hell, <laughs> and he he's driving the, the protagonist forward in kind of a funny way. I don't get that. And also, who who in their right mind is going to play this Hitler character? Oh, that's going to be me. Yeah, that's going to be the uh, the Polynesian Jewish guy. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do that. When you see me, you think Hitler. <laughs> No, it it's insane. But also, I have thought constantly about, and I don't want to spoil it because if you haven't seen it, you should see it. But like, there's a thing with Sam Rockwell's character uh, towards the end of the movie that mm-hmm. I've thought about a million times, and it the way he plays it, the way it's written, the way that scene unfolds, like mm-hmm. almost haunts me. Is really the only way to put it. Of like. It's a really interesting movie. It's tonally, it is a movie that's very funny at times and a movie that's very like moving at times. But it's just like that moment that they hit, it like, it, I don't know, it kind of mm-hmm. wrecks me in like a really cool way. And Sam Rockwell in general is yeah, so fucking great. And I love Alfie Allen kind of does the like, there's no small parts thing where like, yeah. He he doesn't have a lot to do, but there's just one moment where he and Sam Rockwell lock eyes that is uh-huh. so fucking funny. That is really funny. He really 
he Alfie Allen is one of those guys who more often than not he's just happy to be there. And oh he yeah, didn't look he didn't. Look. He's never looked as happy as he did being a part of that movie. It was good. Also, just the last thing I'll say about that movie uh, that, again, I really love is just like there's a Mel Brooks quality to just taking the piss out of Nazis in the scene yeah. with um, oh, shit, Steven with Merchant. Steven Merchant. Just yep. hi, Hitler. Hi, Hitler. <laughs> like, just all uh-huh. <laughs> it was really good. And I, I will... I will remember this forever. If I, anytime I go to, to, and forgive me for being, for sounding pretentious here, but anytime I go to create something, like whether we're writing something or you and I are like riffing on something or what, it, that is a jerk off motion you're making <laughs> and I deserve it. Sorry. Um, it's just reflexive. I didn't even know that I was doing it. I didn't it. I want just... to say anytime I'm working because that's not what I do for a living. <laughs> but <laughs> um, anytime I'm doing something like that, Mel Brooks. Uh, voice rings in my mind because he was I, I think he was on marriage show it was some interview he did and he was asked you know you were kind of in a roundabout way he was asked <clears throat> how do you feel being you know being the person that kind of like brought nazis back like you 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 introduced nazis in popular culture in a way that's funny and you started to dress them down and take a shit on them and everyone's been doing it since and you were doing it you know kind of close to when all of that ended and you know what's up with that (laughs) and he said and i'll never forget um he says uh well i i really like the idea of someone sitting in an audience at a movie theater and they they're looking at the screen and they lean over to the person next to him and go is that a fucking swastika (laughs) (laughs) Like that's that's good. That is good inspiration. Well, it's also. I mean, and I, I've heard Mel Brooks talk about this, but there just there is power in just mocking Hitler. Like, there's something really, especially like for people who are Jewish. Like, of just mm-hmm. you kind of take power away from him by making him ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah like yeah. that. The, the finding the funny stuff in that is just really great. But yeah, Taika Waititi, he's good. Watch his movies if you want. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Bong Joon Ho. God, God damn it, do I like all the things that both those guys do? Even and I was having a discussion. My um my uh, neighbor and friend um came by the other day to drop something off and also to get some human contact because uh poor guy lives alone. <laughs> oh. No, he enjoys living alone, but he's like, I want human contact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he dropped something off, and I was talking to so him about it. So you licked his face. And <laughs> that's what I do to all my guests. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> um, but uh, Snowpiercer doesn't doesn't really doesn't really work. Like the no. movie, the movie oh, beginning, middle, and end doesn't really work. It is a it is a lot of fun, and it is a it's it's kind of a joy ride. And I, I'll still watch it every once in a while because it's just simple to watch and it's fun. And also, I I read the um, the novel back in the day, but it doesn't really pan out. Well, that's a movie too that if you read stuff about it, because uh, more of that came out when Parasite was you know like b- being focused on. It it really does seem like. There was a lot of he didn't have enough control over it, and there was a lot mm. of back and forth between him uh, and the studio. Uh, oh, okay. And okay. like a lot of compromises, a lot of like like I don't think the Snowpiercer we got was the Snowpiercer he wanted to make. 
I can see that. And his his shadow is all over that movie. I mean, obviously yeah. he directed it, but you can see the parts where his shit got left out, especially yeah. the end. And I'm not saying the end, the end is terrible. I'm just saying, it, I'm not even saying that it falls apart. It's just that there's this big reveal at the end of this is the conductor. And you're like, what? Actually, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It actually doesn't matter. Why is that person? This is, <laughs> this didn't really work out too well. <laughs> yeah. How come that person was born and grew up on this train, but he's the only one with a Scottish burr. <laughs> So it didn't really work, but you could. I just I, I love his style. I, I love the things um, that he does. God, I hope I hope neither of these guys get canceled because I have been kissing their ass for the better part of twenty minutes at this. Point. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> good lord. Uh, but no, they're they're both good. Yeah, it, it's. I don't know. It, it's interesting because I find myself, uh, like I said, I watched the fugitive. I've almost been in this mood to just like retreat back to a simpler time like i saw shawshank is on yeah hulu like i feel like i just want to watch these movies from the 90s and just i could watch shawshank forever by the way and listen man i'm not trying to snoop but first of all last year i was in kind of a kind of a rough spot uh personally and i wasn't able to watch game of thrones so you um um you I don't. I don't want to incriminate you, but I'm able to watch HBO now because of you. So we might share an account. And um, man, I didn't even know Hobbs versus Shaw was on that son of a bitch. And you, oh, you, you already watched. You were all over that. Are we? Are we going to play this game? Because I do uh, sometimes log in to HBO and I look uh-huh. at it and I'm like, wait, what? What? I didn't watch. Lars, uh-huh. like there's yeah yeah no i'll you, watch some awful crap but yeah. i was just surprised like oh man i can't wait to watch hall versus shaw oh murphy already watched that one yeah <laughs> he fuck was you. about that <laughs> fuck yeah i watched Hobbs versus shaw I i'm sure it. his his wife was not in the room when that happened <laughs> she was uh on her phone no oh, okay <laughs> uh no but oh good that way she wasn't um uh, she didn't notice you masturbating <laughs> i mean how could she not but I look, I'm not saying that I did or I didn't, but my one note for Hobbs versus Shaw is you guys like really leaned into the high concept bit of Hobbs versus Shaw while not realizing the only thing that I wanted to see personally, and I can't speak for anyone else, is just those two men (laughs) bickering Uh with each other. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh, that's what I was there for. And those are the moments of that movie that are fantastic is just like where they're one upping each other or they're yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did the classic, uh, we know that you write slash fiction about our characters, but we still like, you know, want to appeal to homophobes, I guess. I don't know of like, <laughs> we're going to put, uh, you know, what if he has a sister that the rock wants to date? And it's like, the rock does not want to date his sister. The rock wants to date him. And if he dates yes. his sister, it's because he's imagining the sister is him. Straight up. Look, I, I don't Straight make the up. rules. You know, you have a you have a nice shaped head. I think you could just shave that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like that episode of Seinfeld uh-huh. where George oh, yeah. dates the lady Jerry. <laughs> uh-huh. What are you saying? That I could have everything that I've ever had with Jerry, but also sex? <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> Like that's what that is, straight up. It's oh, funny. that was uh, that was Laurie Petty, if I'm not mistaken. I, I that sounds right. I, it I, was. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it's funny. Jason Statham ends up in a lot of those movies uh, that have that because like watch the transporter the first transporter movie has a fight where he is shirtless and oiled oh and boy. fighting a group of men like yep. and then they they did the same thing though because like in one of the later ones he has a girlfriend and i was like what are you guys doing do you want to lose money yeah yeah now that first transporter movie there was a um a beautiful woman he saved that he was not interested in with being being with physically but she kind of uh um I'm not going to say forces, but it's like, look. Yeah. <laughs> look look how sexy we both are. We need to make this happen. Um, so he he's reluctant to um, be physically intimate with the pretty lady. And then at one point, he's wearing a um, pink polo shirt. And the color shouldn't matter, but it's a pink polo shirt. And he has it buttoned all the way to the top. Oh, yeah. No, but that's the thing. It's like, it seems like they were aware of it on some level but then started leaning away from it and that's yeah. that's what and look the, the clothes you wear i don't you cannot determine someone's sexual preference by the clothes you wear but i'm telling you look at the guy <laughs> wear the shirt i'm just saying also, <laughs> look at him look like you you're saying about the clothes that you wear but like literally he is shirtless and oiled at one point i yeah, think you can he make some... himself up and all all these other all these other burly men are trying to hold on to him but they're just slipping off and he's just on the ground kind of writhing around getting more oiled up <laughs> It worked for me is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying, like, let's stop this podcast and go watch that, right? That's what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. I can... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll watch it on my phone. I only need one hand. So, here, because uh, now that you you brought this up, for me, I, I'm in my HBO right now. Mm. You really rewatch? Oh, are you are you about to call me out on the shit? I was just making a comment <laughs> that I think is funny that you were all over the hyper masculine gay erotic movie. That's all I'm saying. No, go ahead. I, go ahead. Did you yeah, watch I, Fantastic I, I some... Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald? I did. I've been trying to keep up with that. It was bad. Yeah, I, I imagine I did, it was. I did not like it. Yeah. Um, also I watched, I was excited for Alita battle angel to come on there. That was the, the one I, I actually got mad when I saw that. I was like, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. you're going to fuck up my algorithm. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> look since we're well, here. HBO doesn't suggest things, no, to I you, know. but I was, I was excited to see that movie, but I knew that I didn't want to pay $10 to watch it. How, how was glass? It was bad. Yeah, I, I, I was excited it, for that for a very brief window of time. And then, oh, shit, I didn't even know Godzilla King of Monsters is on here. Should I watch that? Um, <laughs> It's a fun ride. It's a fun ride, man. That's what I like about HBO movies is most of the ones I watch is like, oh, this, this is the thing I didn't want to pay for, but I knew I would kind of like oh yeah along those lines david harbour hellboy is that worth your time or no i three three times i put that on three times i did not finish it yeah i i really like the the guillermo del toro ones but i like even the the makeup look janky in that one the i like david harbour and i like him punching stuff but right just didn't yeah the the makeup didn't work for a lot of people and you know who i'm talking to (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying, it's, it's mostly embarrassing things I watch on there to I know, tell you the truth. I know. I'm trying to see, uh, by the way, was it you or I that, uh, started watching gangs in New York and didn't finish it? Cause I could believe that's that was me. me. Oh, That's okay. me. No, I couldn't totally believe me that was because me. Because I love, I love the first half hour of that movie. 
You know, before Cameron Diaz is in it. <laughs> <laughs> also, you watched Detective... And Leo, honestly. I don't know. Hmm? D- Detective Pikachu? Oh, I watched the fuck out of Detective Pikachu. <laughs> no, it is funny to me. I do like going on. And then RoboCop is me. I remember watching RoboCop. RoboCop is definitely you because I can play RoboCop in my head anytime I want. My dad watched the fuck out of RoboCop. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. You finally watched Shazam. Yes. Yes. And listen, I'm not going to... I am by no means taking a shit on Shazam. What I will say, though, is there were a lot of people whose opinion I respect when it comes to comic book movies who said, surprisingly good. And then I watched it and I thought, meh, it's good. I'm not surprised, nor am I blown away. It was... Okay. It. I watched it at... Oh, my God. Did you start Dark Phoenix? Yep. I got five minutes into that. It said, this sucks. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> that one... Ugh. Uh, but, it was uh, rough. I mean, yeah. five minutes isn't even a fair amount of time to give a movie, but I hated it so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Ugh. Um, but no, Shazam, like, I thought, considering how fucking troubled warner brothers movies are i thought it was mm-hmm. okay uh like i it, mm-hmm. i enjoyed it while i watched it and then i feel like i forgot it immediately afterwards like it was a little ridiculous but i think zachary levi's charming um it was it worked it the, was fine it, it worked it really it worked but that's the best thing I can say about it is it worked. I'm, I'm excited to see that they're – it seems like they might <clears throat> integrate him into the Justice League, which I'm excited about. Also, I think um, unless this was an unfounded rumor, um, I saw that Dwayne Johnson is going to be Black Adam, which that is was, a great – Yeah, I don't know if that's still happening. They did announce that at one point. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great like photo negative of Shazam, so I'd be down to see that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, who like who knows what their movies, what they're doing? Like they're still such a mess. I think it's just a win for them if something is watchable at this point. Yes, <laughs> that's a low bar. It really it is. was watchable. It, it was more than watchable. By the way, I have to say on a semi-related note, uh, I people keep telling me that like there's going to be this moment when Robert Pattinson's going to blow my mind and okay. like. Look, I I admit that I I didn't like Leonardo DiCaprio for a long time and now I like Leonardo DiCaprio. So I refuse to like be definitive, but I just have to say Molly and I watched The Lighthouse cuz we were just leaning into uh the the like trapped. We had a double feature of Clue and uh The Lighthouse, you know, two movies about groups of people trapped inside of buildings together. Uh-huh. Um and in between <laughs> Because I thought it was funny before we started the lighthouse, I did play the episode of The Simpsons where Homer and Mr. Burns are trapped in the um, the, the cabin. cabin. Yeah, yeah. But uh, watch the lighthouse. Uh, it was interesting. I still feel like maybe a lot. We watched it a little too late at night. I feel like maybe some of it was lost on me, and I might need to revisit it because there was there's a yeah. lot going on in that movie. But it was really interesting. I liked it. Sure. Sure. Just to um, just to just to translate for our listeners, when he says late at night, he means they were messed up on drugs. Oh yeah, they yeah. Big, we love drugs. Me and Molly, yeah. we're, we're doing all sorts of drugs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taking the pills. Yep. Uppers, downers, sideways, all yep. of them. 
Yeah, you know the lingo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if that doesn't prove it, I don't know what. I the... go to my local uh, drug uh, procurer and I say, "One bag of drugs, please." <clears throat> One bag of smoking comestibles, if you wouldn't mind, good sir. And then he's like, "That's either ten or a thousand dollars, or however much drugs cost." <laughs> and then I take them and I, I uh, smoke them and then inject them. And then I put them in brownies. And then you put them in brownies. Yeah. It's a process. It takes a long time. It, remind, it reminds me of It's Always Sunny when, when Dennis and Sweet D asked for one crack. Just one? <laughs> one. Exactly. Can we just have one like one crack? And the guy said $200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I just rewatched all of Breaking Bad too, and there's a lot of uh, Jesse Pinkman talking about a teenth. That's what he a always what? a teenth. Oh, okay, I got. That's what you. he always gets of meth. A teenth. A teenth. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Um, but yeah, I, I watched all of Breaking Bad. That show, it gets real good at the end. If people don't it's know, it's good. It's a it's a good show. It's, yeah. I still like Saul better. No, I I like Saul better too. Uh, but yeah. Unsurprisingly, that uh, that Ryan Johnson guy that directed a couple of those episodes, those sure. episodes are real good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Um. Too bad that Star Wars movie he did wasn't so good. Yeah, and and then he never worked again. He never made anything after Jesus that Christ. shitty Star He's Wars. So good. God, yeah, that was the best one. No, but I mean, look, I like Ryan Johnson, but fuck that Star Wars. I'm with everybody. Like Palpatine's a clone, and he's just back. What the fuck is he doing? Oh no, nope. What? Nope. Yep. He actually, uh, if I can correct you, hmm? um, he actually directed the one before that. The oh, good one that oh, you liked. Oh, oh, he directed the one, the, the first one where we introduce Finn and Poe and Ray and like, it's just the Death Star oh, again. The, right, right. Nope. What? Uh, the one after that. Oh, the one that's amazing? Yes, that one. Oh. That's the one. <laughs> yep. That's the one he did. People were mad at that? <laughs> yeah, they were they were so angry about that. They were so angry. And then they offered him um they were going to give him his own trilogy. Um but uh everyone said no. Oh. And then they extra said no after um after they made that solo movie. You know that really fun movie about Han Solo? Oh, the one the yeah, Lord and Miller, the the Spider-Verse guys made that one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Except was it was really weird because like parts of it were really great, but parts of it, and this sounds weird because I don't know a lot <laughs> about how filmmaking works. They felt like they were made by some like completely unimpressive <laughs> director. Oh boy. Oh boy. That just oh. has had an entire career of just like mediocrity <laughs> in filmmaking. Oh buddy. I got some I got some I got some good news and I and I got some bad news. What's that? Good news being you have a good eye for film. <laughs> Um, the bad news is, yeah, yeah, they didn't, they didn't like Lord Miller's, um, what? um, really good approach. So they brought in the saccharine spoon feeding filmmaker that was in happy days. That makes a lot of sense. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Wait, mm -hmm. is that why Clint Howard was in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of any other reason. <laughs> like Clint Howard would be in that movie other than he kind of looks like he's from a different place already. Look, hey, can I just throw this out there? I don't know what this show is going to be going for. I don't know what this show has been in the past, but you know, we live in strange times. It's it's genuinely I'm going to say something nice here at the end cuz we're almost out of time. It's been nice to talk to you. It feels feels kind of normal, you know, in these uncertain times. It's nice. 
Uh, but I, I have my HBO pulled up and I'm looking at it. Mm, I don't know why. But do you want to fucking just watch yesterday and talk shit about it next week? I kind of. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. I, yeah. I have the time to watch a movie that I really don't want to watch. So let's yeah. do that. Because I don't want to pay for it. It falls into that perfect category of I never would have paid a dollar to see this movie specifically. No, 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 but no. I'm looking at it on HBO and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I need to watch let's this do stupid that. movie. So in the, the, the first time in the history of this podcast that's been on forever, we're actually <laughs> teasing the next episode. Look there, at that. We're going to do a thing. Yeah. So there you go. So look forward to that. And, next please, week. and by, all, by all means, join us. Please watch this. What I'm imagining is not going to be a great movie. <laughs> yeah and follow along with us yeah also just to give you a heads up if you're doing it on hbo uh just be warned there are two movies called yesterday uh this is a this is a full-on crash situation yeah. where the one that got all the attention is not the one uh-huh. where people have sex at car scene uh, car accidents yep. so mm-hmm. uh don't watch the one that says, in the place where life is full of adversity, one woman shows how courage, compassion, and love can change the course of tomorrow. This 2004 Oscar nominee for Best Foreign Language Film puts a human face on politics and statistics of the AIDS crisis in Africa through the story of a woman yeah. dying of the disease who vows to live to see her daughter go to school. That sounds great and that worth your time. good. But pretty that's good. not what we're watching. We're no, watching the no, one no. about the guy who hits his head and invents the Beatles. <laughs> Which look last few seconds here. Yeah, I I like celebrities. I like movies. I think it's important to realize that as we all are slowing down, and a lot of us are quarantined, and we're we're at home, and we're watching. Look, remember the fact that we turn to movies and television, which it's really easy in this divided country to really shit on uh, mm-hmm. the entertainment industry. But look, they're what provides us comfort, and I think that's important. And the like, it's what we yeah. all do. You want to watch a movie when you feel bad. So let's remember that and let's keep that in perspective. That being said, that fucking video <laughs> with all the celebrities singing Imagine is yeah, the dumbest shit yeah, I have really ever dumb. seen. And it like, <laughs> stop it. Stop did it. you see, did you see the retort to that video? <laughs> Was it Rita Wilson, like throwing down some like old school no, hip hop? You, know you know who it was. Hmm. It was Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. That's already great. Yep. So he plays the video as it begins. Um, the same way with, um, Gal Gadot <laughs> singing, um, Seeing the first line of Imagine, and then it cuts to Gilbert Gottfried, who says, Imagine you going to fuck yourself. <laughs> and then the video ends. I have to find that. The man's a national treasure. He really he is. Yeah. He says a lot of really horrible things in the sake for the sake of getting a laugh, but I like him. I did like I don't know what people want from him. I if if anything he's ever said has changed your opinion of him, I would just ask you what your opinion of him was before. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> like uh, you know, Affleck fires him for making insensitive jokes, but you hired him though. Yeah, you hired it, the guy while he was making insensitive jokes. Yeah, it's almost just like you just waited for the next time he did stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's as good a place that. Well, but sincerely, we didn't like you. You doing okay? I feel like we should ask. Like, oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. There yeah. It <laughs> it I realize I've said yes so many times that it doesn't sound convincing anymore. It doesn't at all. I'm very we can worried. Talk, you know what? We can tease that for next show too. Okay. I'll get into that a little bit. There's some there's some there, there's some stuff. Okay. Anywho, how are you? Uh, it seems like you're thriving. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um actually, you know what? I really I mean, it's really funny because uh I talked to Molly a lot. Like Molly is you know, like, you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, my wife has chronic health issues and she mm-hmm. has been at home <laughs> like for a yeah. while. Like, so for her, oh, it's geez. the least transition. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for me, yeah, it's, it's I get to watch movies and spend a lot of time with her and with our dog, which is great. You you look better. You actually sound um, as happy as happy as you were on your wedding day. Oh, you sound. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Your wedding day, which going back, you know, to bring it full circle before we say goodbye <clears throat> on this guy's uh, on this guy's wedding day, which I was really fortunate to be invited to, especially when I saw the number of people there. I was an <laughs> exclusive guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was tough um, to get in. I go to congratulate this guy for being married. This guy who I've known since a freshman year of high school. He gets married, and then the wedding's over. And I go to congratulate him for getting married, and he sticks his hand out to shake my. What a fucking more three thousand. Only for the better part of two decades, I flew across the country, and uh, here here I am, and he sticks his goddamn hand out. It sounds polite to me. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Nice to meet you. you dot com. You hug. <laughs> That's the way. Why would why would he say that? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but no good. Yeah, uh, you know, I wish you nothing uh, but the best and stay safe. And all our oh. listeners too. I know oh. anyone who's listening to the show, you're all pedantic assholes. So I be- I believe you'll all be safe and awesome. Oh, also, sorry. One more thing uh, before we go. That yeah, I also not to undercut the real sentiment that Lars has put out there. I sincerely hope everyone is doing okay. I know these times are scary, but like, uh, I don't know. I I think people, especially people who listen to our show, are mm-hmm. cool overall. Uh, and I I think there's a lot of nice things that are happening in spite of all of the terrible things that are happening. Uh, and you know, I, I wish us all the best. Uh, I want to give one recommendation if I can, um, that really worked for me specifically. Uh, Uh if you go on cameo right now, if you're feeling down cameo is the site you can uh, pay to get celebrities to give you a shout Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Fred Stoller for $5 will send you a personalized message. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's charging $5. He sincerely is doing it because he's just like, I want to make things better. Uh, and I did that. Get the hell out yeah, of I here. Yeah, I got one for myself. Five bucks? <laughs> five I bucks. I afford five bucks. And if you don't recognize the name Fred Stoller, you immediately know who this guy is. He was in like every, he's in Seinfeld. He's in Friends. Like he popped up in every 90s sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind a, of, a, he's kind of a monotone guy who still, still manages to be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, Raymond too. Everybody loves Raymond. He was in all those. Yeah, but yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's genuinely delightful and I really got the sense that he's just doing it because one, he's probably bored and two, he wants to make people happy. So that's awesome. Way to go, Mr. Stoller. So there you go. That's my free tip. I'm doing that immediately. I know. It, and he, it was within like two hours of like when I ordered it that I got it. 
That's great. Stoller's just sitting by the computer. I really think he is. I think that's what he's doing to stay sane. Which, again, <laughs> I shit on the Imagine thing, but, like, the Fred Stoller thing is, like, the sincere version of that to me. For some reason, Hell it, it felt yeah. really nice. It made me feel better to, <laughs> to do that. Right. Way to go, Fred. <laughs> and remember, question everything. <laughs> Yeah, tell me what you know, cause we all got a part I connect through the ohm and align with my heart I will not be a drone, I'll be straight like a dart As I aim for my throne and we're all gonna start As the ocean floor becomes oil slicks I think this is the basis for unplugging the matrix I can see it in our faces Awaken all the races We mustn't leave any traces of wrong homeostasis Unopen all these cases I collapse into my quietness I hope that you do not mind this Eternal search for my own bliss When my mind stops playing its tricks The lotus, it is blooming We all will stop Moving, I know it feels consuming. A shadow side is looming, but I'm zooming, rebooting, reprogramming, resuiting into my superhero costume. And you assume that I'm a zoom from the womb, and I'm a tomb. Tell me what you know, cause we all got a part. Connect through the home and align with my heart. I will not be a drone, I'll be straight like a dart as I aim for my throne, and we're all gonna start. Shining, it's just so confining to be a woman waiting and whining. Not whole until we get that bloody ring. Legs and arms were lost. Do you know the cost? Babies mining for our frost. Sewing up all the cost. Tied to not consume. When empty, there is no room. I am guilty of this too. Spending, it can undo the emptiness we feel of not knowing what is real. And we like how we feel when we're opening that seal of the latest new thing. The compliments they bring of owning a little bling. Castro just does that cha-ching and suddenly it's old. We're broken, feeling cold, overindulgence. Grab the whole, now let us make another mold and You know, cause we all got a part of connect through the home and align with my heart. I will not be a drone, I'll be straight like a dart as I aim for my throne and we're all gonna start. Tell me what you know, cause we all got a part of connect through the home and align with my heart. I will not be a drone, I'll be straight like a dart as I aim for my throne and we're all gonna start. Do not be afraid to cry. Soon the tears will surely dry. You have wings and you can fly. Hey, Joel, this is Fred Stoller, going to give you some words of encouragement. Don't do what Cousin Gerard does when he gets nervous, sniff markers. 
Uh, it's okay though, if you spill the white out or uh, what else did Gerard do? He, uh, well, he did, uh, he fixed typos. So be like me in Seinfeld when Jerry's foot fell asleep. Remember I said, you're lucky, at least you have something to do. So let's look for, thank you for giving me this something to do. It's cheap, but I wanna help people. Why spend money? So give me five stars. It'll give you something else, something to do. So we're all in this together. So, you know, no one has it any better except people who have a lot of money and can order food. So I'm hoping you're one of those, Joel. I hope this was a little encouraging. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hi, I'm John Bennett. And I'm Patrick Stork. And we are the hosts of Expert of Nothing. A live game show where we bring six contestants up to, to talk about a pre-selected topic. And also to flash a topic that they have no idea what it will be. A completely unscripted debate by experts making it up right on the spot. It's sort of like a bar argument meets TED Talks. More facts than a Texas textbook. It's like the Mabel Memorial March Madness every month. You can get our podcast every two weeks on the Peak Sloth Network. You can get our live shows every month at the wind-up space. Alternative facts, we got them. We invented them. <laughs>